Hi there and a very warm welcome as every Friday to Bergos. Now my guest today is Dr. Thomas Kellan. Hello, Thomas. Hi, Aurelia. Thomas, when you're here, we're going to talk about the one and only topic, art. <laughs> and this time I'm super excited. We're going to look towards Switzerland a little bit. Do you want to set the scene? Well, I was really worrying myself about this uh, country. You know, it's so small. It has <laughs> around eight million inhabitants. Uh, and how long would we talk if we discuss the art scene exactly. here? Exactly. <laughs> and normally we talk for, let's say, 10, 12, 14, 15 minutes. Uh, but when I start thinking about this country and its art scene, I thought... Uh, it should take at least half an hour. <laughs> I know, when you came in here and you're like, I'm a bit worried about the 10 to 12 minutes today. I'm like, oh, so not enough to sit. It was like, no, I think we're going to run way over. <laughs> so don't worry about that. You can feel free to talk as much as you'd like to. How would you like to start? What would you like to point to? I had a very uh, interesting experience with uh, around, I think, three, uh, four hundred guests at the Engadine Art Talks. Mm -hmm. Um, which is a fantastic meeting every year because you have really international audience plus international speakers. However, it's all pretty Swiss. Mm -hmm. I mean, even the guests uh, seem to enjoy the mountains, the food and uh, these, these colleagues. And on stage were Uli Zick, uh, the international renowned collector, who is the number one and one could almost say only really major, major, major collector of Chinese art mm -hmm. uh, with uh, substantial parts of his collection in the museum and plus in Hong Kong. And next to him, uh, who else should it be? Ai Weiwei, mm. the number one reputation-wise artist from China. Yeah. Uh, and the moderator was Hans-Ulrich Obrist. Uh, maybe few people don't even know that he's a Swiss curator who started at the age of 16 and who is uh, for decades now director of the Serpentine Gallery in London. Yeah. Galleries even because it's now two museums. However, he's uh, everywhere. Although he says since the pandemic started and also because of the climate crisis, he, he tries not to travel very much, but I think you still see him every weekend somewhere else. <laughs> and what did really puzzle me and what I thought uh, everybody should know of all our uh, clients and people who listen, I always said, um, I'm a product of Switzerland. Yeah. And that was very thoughtful because Jesus Christ, I mean, uh, Uli Zick was the Swiss ambassador in China and it was at his embassy, it was at the Swiss embassy that the Chinese artists were meeting. They were having the discussions, they were even having a nap because curators like Obrist didn't go to hotels, it mm. was too expensive. So they had a mattress on the floor in the Swiss embassy. <laughs> Uli was not too happy Uh, that during the Engadine Art Talks in 2023 this came up because he said maybe my other colleagues today are not so happy if all the art guests who visit Beijing uh, will soon visit Beijing again will want to have a bedroom in the Swiss <laughs> Embassy. But it was also that uh, I uh, that Weibei wanted to He had shows here in Switzerland, he was collected by the Swiss man and he had a very, very stunning exhibition in one of the galleries in San Moritz. Mm. And that was like, again, a sign how strong Switzerland is in really looking at what's going on on the planet. Mm. Yeah, I, we talked about that a little bit and I asked you, 
how it compares to the American art scene, right? And I, I think I want to bring up that question again because I thought your answer was pretty insightful. When we look into those big art centers of the world, of course, America is a, hu a huge component of the international and global art scene, no question. But however, they have very specific topics, right? You can really see the streams. I feel like American, the American art scene sort of united around certain topics of interest at any given moment, really, right? You can really see tendencies. And I wonder, or I wondered, I already know the answer, but <laughs> love to bring it up here, um, how that relates in, in the Swiss art market, right? Like, is, Or the Swiss art scene, I should say. Is there such a thing as like pertinent, topics of the moment that you can see everybody sort of rallies behind or is it a bit more internationally focused open a bit more transitory in a, in a lot of ways how would you characterize it yeah i think it's a very important uh, issue you're bringing up aurelia because uh, we are all uh, let's say stunned with that uh, the u.s now the people of color subject to diversity as a dogma yeah. uh, catching up with uh, let's say all the injustice you had in not only the last decades but let's say in the last centuries yeah. and they won't finish with that soon because if they look at the last centuries Uh, the injustices are tremendous, right? Of course, yeah. uh, we were looking at it in from the German point of view at uh, degenerate art and so forth and so forth and how, what did uh, happen with the Holocaust. But in Switzerland in general is truly, truly, truly participating in terms of they are extremely aware of such discussions. Yeah. On the other hand, They always look further. They always look, uh, as you say, beyond the Tellerrand, right? Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. and uh, they love to also see what's going on in South Asia, what's going on in China now, what's going on in Hong Kong, what about Latin America, etc. And what about my own country? Mm -hmm. That's so mm -hmm. interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, so the Swiss uh, love to be sometimes be very provincial, How, you know, you can buy your Albert Anker painting at Auktionshaus Koller for 1.5 uh, million Swiss francs, let's say reliably. Yeah. It, the estimate will be much less, but you know, <laughs> there is at least one person who will not stop bidding until <laughs> until this level is reached. And, and, and you would always have... Uh, on the uh, on the oil painting uh, a young lady uh, doing some let's say from our point of view truly very very boring household work <laughs> like knitting or something um, and and this is adorable it's almost like uh, skiing in your own house right <laughs> and on the other hand I don't know any other country on the planet so far I don't know the whole planet where, where people are really so open to look into all the future uh, problems we might have, into yeah. all the different dimensions, into all the cultural issues, uh, whether it's architecture, whether it's the climate problem, whether it's catching up with all the women's rights, etc. And that makes also the Swiss art scene so fascinating. And Thomas, I mean, in terms of drivers of all of that, right? I think what might on an international scale sometimes be overlooked is what kind of a powerhouse Switzerland also is when it comes to creating and, and fueling institutions here. May that be galleries, auction houses, and of course museums, and then the artists themselves, curators themselves. Can you speak a little bit to that part of the art scene here? Sure. I mean, the country was, as we all know, 
for many, many centuries a pretty poor country, right? Yeah. Uh, so therefore the art was, of course, local, provincial. That's normal and there's nothing to criticize. However, in 1939, the Kunstmuseum Basel, which is known to be the eldest museum in Europe, uh, they used this uh, kind of awful opportunity that the Nazis were selling degenerate art in Lucerne and Georg Schmidt, uh, you know, with only half or less of an approval by his board, he bought really major, major, major works that have been looted by the Nazis in the German museums. Yeah. That uh, all of a sudden turned the Basel Museum into a contemporary art museum. Yeah. Like then only MoMA was a contemporary art museum. The Germans started it, MoMA took over from Philip Johnson, but then Basel was lead a, a leading uh, contemporary art museum all over Europe. Um, because also it was less affected by World War Two, And then you had, um, again, uh, in the late 1950s, Basel Kunstmuseum was the first one to show the new American painting, yeah. Jackson Pollock, Mark Rothko, etc. And they also bought the paintings from these artists in the same year, financed by uh, Basel uh, Schweizer Nationalversicherungsgesellschaft. You also had this phenomenon, uh, Alberto Giacometti, who left Switzerland, the Bergel, because he couldn't stand uh, the provincialism and he was misunderstood entirely mm -hmm. by, by everybody, so to say. And when he came back and got a prize in 1964, uh, on stage he said, oh, I'm not a Swiss artist, I'm French now. Okay. <laughs> but it was really, I think, these decades after second, the Second World War that uh, the Swiss became more and more and more international, uh, important, internationally oriented. Look at Harry Seaman, who had the idea that he was a guest worker, an intellectual guest worker, which was the term the, the Germans gave to the Turkish, mm -hmm. uh, who, who had to clean the streets, etc. Uh, so the intellectual guest worker, he did a documenta, mm -hmm. he, uh, he was like uh, the most famous curator on the whole planet. And that became so important. Also, uh, Fondation Bayle, mm -hmm. an art dealer, founds his own museum in 1997 and even accompanies it to, throughout uh, the first years of existence and hires uh, the Basel Art Fair director, Sam Keller, yeah. to run his museum. It's all like adventurous, what people do in Switzerland. It is risky but in an extremely thoughtful way. Mm. So if the people are crazy, if the people are maniacs, like obviously some of them really are, they are extremely thoughtful maniacs. I love that description so much. It's so beautiful. And I think you, if you're thinking about the scale of, of, of some of the accomplishments here too, I mean, one should only think about Hauser and Wirt, right? What a absolutely globe-spanning imperium that is now. And, and I think that's probably a mixture that one needs to have. Uh, by its side there, or Bischof Berger, or you name it, right? There's such, there's such wealth here of um, brilliant minds that are daring and that that try to go out there. We talked about men here mainly, though. But what about women? You you mentioned it earlier that that Switzerland's doing a lot for women's rights, or that that is a topic as well here. Yeah, I'm admiring that. Of course, you know, we were living in this male culture, in a male kind uh, society. Uh, it was always these, these men, there was a lot of drinking. I mean, Arnold Rüdlinger, who was this famous 
uh, curator of uh, Kunsthalle Bern, then of Kunsthalle Basel, who brought this uh, new American painting to uh, Kunstmuseum Basel, although he wasn't the director there. Uh, these people were drinking themselves to death, kind of, right? <laughs> and uh, then uh, Harry Seaman, when he organized Documenta and the Guerrilla Girls wanted to participate in 1972, what a lot of people don't know, they said, the Guerrilla Girls, Harry, we are here, we knock at the door, can we participate? And he brought back in German, Frauen sollen Suppe kochen, women should prepare soup, right? Yeah. I mean, how can you be that embarrassing? I mean, <laughs> even this Georg Baselitz, yeah. when he when he yeah. was 80 years old at Spiegel, uh, telling uh, the interviewer, who was a lady at least, you know, Ulrike Knöfel, uh, I think that women cannot paint. Uh, it's, it's amazing how how strong these these arguments were for so long i yeah. mean unbearably long but on the other hand now it is it is women it is maya Sacher, who was already very very important for the contemporary art collection course at kunstmuseum basel mm. for decades mm. uh, her um, granddaughter maya uri is for decades now the head of all the financial sources for Kunstmuseum Basel, not all of them, of course it's a city museum, who created the Schaulager, a very important museum. Yeah. And then you have Maya Hoffmann, who is uh, an incredibly uh, gifted uh, philanthropist, maybe one of the best we have on the entire planet. And then uh, we have uh, Bice Kuriger, who is a very important curator following Harry Seaman, who is the founder of Parkett magazine with uh, Jacqueline Burkhardt. Yeah. Um, so also Zurich and Basel come together because Burkhardt, of course, uh, CKDT comes from Basel and, and Bice was very, very strongly involved in everything that went on here in the Zurich art scene. And I would also... Uh, like to mention uh, from the point of view of the artist that at the moment when Pippi Lottirist uh, became really world famous, people were shocked uh, that she is uh, more well known than Max Bill. Mm. <laughs> because it's such different worlds, right? Yeah. I mean, Max Bill still is a very important artist figure because people call him an architect. He was certainly both. He was also a very important writer, but it was Max Bill who allowed artists like Meret Oppenheim and Sophie Teuber Arp to live at his place during the Nazi period. They were refugees. Uh, and this is, uh, I think, the idea of justice is very strong in Switzerland. It is the idea of a worldwide orientation. It's the idea of being open, idea also to be intellectually on a very, very, very high level. Mm. And all of that I find extremely fascinating and it's really that I would think Switzerland for the arts is the biggest port and haven we have in Europe. Yeah, I hear your enthusiasm. It's 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 really quite remarkable. I think it also carries. I think that people might because it's not a very loud art scene in a lot of ways, right? It doesn't it also doesn't really I guess identify as the Swiss, maybe as opposed to some of the American art scenes since we started with that comparison might bring it back to that which has a much more sort of you know geographically anchored identity around itself right I think the Swiss the Swiss they don't portray themselves like that and they it's it's really wonderful that you're here to give us some of the insight things really beautiful point of view is there anything else you would like to share before I let you go Thomas anything burning well Aurelia one could go on and on and on in the end I would say possibly 
it is the Swiss system of democracy mm. that is the source for all this uh, spiritual magnificence. Mm. Beautiful last words, Thomas. Thank you very much. <laughs> exactly. We're both looking very impressed right now. Hey, thank you very much for today. This was great. Thank you. Thank you, Aurelia. And we thank you as always for listening. We hope that you enjoyed this little insight into the Swiss art market. I certainly did. I hope you're back with more from Bergers now next Friday. Until then, wishing you as always a beautiful weekend and a pleasant and successful week. Bye-bye. <laughs>